As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Alabama is ranked number one per usual, but OU is number two, and college football is back in just two weeks. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. one of many already counting Justin Fields as a hit, and with me, as always, is AJ Benny LeMay deserved to be flagged, Marchese. Look, when you're Benny LeMay, you, you you're already one of the greatest players in the history of the sport, honestly. So you don't need you don't gotta celebrate a 14 yard run where you dragged half of the team. That's 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 what he does. Okay. The Bendozer. Is that what you guys call him? What, yeah, we the the, the LeMay group. We're just we're like a law firm. We call him the Bendozer. Today we're continuing our 2022 NFL Draft Summer Scouting Series with the Big Ten, Big Ten the Big Big Ten, big hashtag in the bag, Dream baby. Big. <laughs> Let's hit it. Going out to Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft on fire. Seven, seven, seven. With my lady driving out to Vegas, baby, looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau. Who's gonna bat it on draft day? Who's gonna wager future picks away? Who's gonna reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Summer League is here, and you know what that means. It means AJ's going live every night after each Summer League game on Spotify Green Room. Mainly about mag- the magic and just magic talk. More specifically, Jalen Suggs. It's a in Spotify Green Room, obviously being a live audio only sports talk platform. It's the perfect avenue for AJ's magic talk. AJ, yeah, we got the game on live as we record, and I really tried to change the recording date, but Rob was firm in it, uh, and it's okay because we got the Pistons up by eleven. This is in the consolation bracket, so the the, the Magic are going home after this one. Uh, no sucks tonight. Uh, what can I say, Rob? It's uh, it's it's a bit of a disaster, but we'll come back and start the preseason soon. Don't worry. And if you want to hear more from AJ, I'm sure you do. Download Spotify Green Room because it's free to download and to use. You don't have to pay AJ to listen to this good content. Uh, talk to AJ, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news like. What's Jalen Suggs wearing tonight? 
Uh, Share your own experiences <laughs> on the app. <laughs> Sorry, I don't care. No, that's pretty All perfect. you need to do is <laughs> download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Follow AJ to be notified when AJ goes live with the green room in the green room. We'll be going live on Spotify. We'll yeah, we'll definitely be going live on Spotify. <laughs> green room. I bet lots of people are. Um, because I told them to. Uh, so come with your spiciest takes. And uh, I'm sure AJ's going to have a lot of spicy takes today regarding our favorite conference, the only conference that truly matters, the right. Big Ten. Because Big Ten football is just right football. It, it feels right, honestly. You're, you're completely right. Like it doesn't. The season didn't feel like it started last year until the Big Ten did. And then it didn't feel like it really counted because the Big Ten didn't play a lot. That's my big takeaway. Yeah. I didn't see enough, like, weird Northwestern versus mm-hmm. Minnesota 9-6 type games with punt after punt after punt. I want more of that this year. And luckily we'll have a full slate of games this year. It's the best conference. Um, I'm sure the national champion, champion will come out of this conference. For sure. Because it will be the Ohio State. Yes, thank you, AJ. Um and obviously, it's yeah or Purdue. That's correct. Um, West Lafayette, yeah, it's a, uh, it's explosive this year. We'll leave it at that. Um, the Big Ten's got the second most talent. I'll say it. I'm not afraid to say it. Second most talent, but the most heart. Thoughts? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and so let's let's jump in. Let's start with quarterbacks. Do you have any draftable quarterbacks? Uh, no, I don't have any draftable quarterbacks. I'll have you. No. Do you have any borderline draftable quarterbacks? Michael Penix Jr. has a borderline draftable grade for me. Same. He he's okay. He's also my top quarterback. Let's start there. Um, off, uh, obviously the lefty out of Bloomington. Um, <laughs> he. <laughs> that's what they call him. They do. Um, he's six three two eighteen. Good arm. I think he can really rip it. Yeah. Uh, and, and obviously the athleticism extend plays. Um, it, it makes something happen with his legs uh, when when there's nothing uh, there in, in the passing game. Um, things I want to see, because I, I do think he has a chance to elevate himself to being a draftable guy this year. Um, things I want to see him improve on. More consistent consistency with his mechanics, not just throwing motion, but in, engaging lower body consistency, following through with his foot, lower body. Um, and, and his feet can get... A little choppy in the pocket, I find it uh, under pressure, um, which all both those things impact his accuracy, obviously. Yeah, to, um, to your first point, I totally agree. He feels so nonchalant with his delivery, and it just leads to some real inaccurate passes. And it sometimes he's just kind of like just I don't know. You could just it's almost like he just like chilling and just guns it with his left arm, and like it's definitely it doesn't definitely doesn't affect his velocity because he's he's got a really good arm. It's just balls yeah. come out bad on him and. Uh, and to that extent, he, he really only has a fastball. And I, yes. I, I like to see him develop some touch at least. And it, felt like the the just, other thing... Uh, it, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, the other thing is too, he he hasn't played a ton of time because he's got, gotten hurt a yeah. lot. That's another big red flag with him. Yeah. Um, I, I want to see him stay healthy f- for a whole season. They've got a good shot, obviously, under Tom Allen. Indiana's become the... what the clear second best program in the Big Ten, right, AJ? Uh, after Michigan, yeah. 
So I, I, I'm expecting him to kind of level up this year. Uh, gets Fryerfogel back to uh, Peyton Hendershot. Um, but yeah, not quite draftable, but he he was the guy who got me the most excited. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, say like like you can definitely see a path to him sticking around as a backup or a third string. Yeah. The other quarterback I, I really like to talk about is Graham Mertz from Wisconsin, who obviously was just a redshirt freshman last year. Uh, immediately on fire, threw five touchdowns in his first game. Um, and then when I uh, got COVID, so was out for a while and didn't quite return to that level of play. But that's another guy who I don't think it'll be this year, but down the line, I think that's he, – he is the most – uh, physically exciting quarterback I think Wisconsin's had in a while. For sure. Um, and he looks very natural in that like kind of pro-style offense. They, they did a ton of play action, uh, just straight drops and boots, kind of cut the field in half, give him some layup throws. Um, yeah. But I thought mechanically he was really, really clean. Like I thought he maneuvered the pocket with his feet really well. I thought he has a, a really nice uh, throwing motion, really crisp, um, quick release. Decision making is kind of iffy, and, and under fire, he can really make some mistakes. But again, young quarterback who I think there's something there. Uh, I think most people think there's something there. It just pro- not expected to be for the 2022 NFL draft. Uh, totally agree with you. Like watching him though, uh, I'm not sure if like like a, a, a like a first round quarterback is there, but like I think you can definitely see the potential of like a top 100 type of quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. And like all the things you pointed out, like they they he's really effective on play action. They do a really good job with that. A lot of a lot of just letting him sprint, and he's really accurate on the move. And like you said, pretty clean mechanically. Um, I will say like sometimes I think especially when he's trying to throw deep, um, the release can be a little wonky. And I think he just needs work passing downfield. And they didn't do it all that often, but I think he really needs to improve there. But um, like I said, uh, some really nice pocket movement. It's a really nice feel for pressure. He does feel really composed. It's just like getting throwing downfield and just opening more. Like he's so young as a passer still, and just like seeing more of the field as a passer, and just just kind of some of those things that I think he will be able to to to, uh, to do down the line. Uh, and my third QB here is uh, Brandon Peters, and I just need to bring that up because I love Brandon Peters, and I always will. How many, how many years in a row have we talked about Brandon Peters? You love like him. four. He's my guy. <laughs> Six five two thirty. Can really rip it when he needs to. I think he maneuvers the pocket quite well for a bigger quarterback. He can kind of extend plays, make something happen. Naturally, not a great uh, accurate passer. Um, his ball, he can have some freaking very sporadic balls, uh, and, and under fire, he, he can kind of turtle. But that's still my guy, AJ, and I'll, I'll never let you forget it. I respect it. Uh, speaking of people who transferred from Michigan. This is a guy who transferred to Michigan. I kind of excited about Alan Bowman. Like I'm like not in the draft sense, but just seeing it as Michigan. I don't know if he's going to start it, but like I, again, he's been my guy. I, remember, I think the first game he started at Texas Tech, I watched for some reason. I'm like, okay, this guy's got potential. I remember that. And like you still see it in glimpses. It's like another guy, some really bad decision making, but a lot of like just beautiful deep touch balls and Another guy with a weird release, like he's got, he does this funny thing with his back leg, but um, also does like really cool like little sidearm dump offs. I, he's fun. I, I kind of do want to see him starting for Michigan, unless it's McCarthy. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I just want to talk to him because he's my guy. 
He's your guy, and mine is Brandon Peters. That's correct. Correct. And neither of us like Tanner Morgan. And Sean Clifford runs a 4-2. Uh, th- that's it? I thought he got into the, the 14s. <laughs> Will Anthony Russo thrive at Michigan State? That's the other hot topic. I, think, <laughs> another, I feel like we've been talking about Russo for a while, too. Um, I think he'll be we okay. We just love Temple. I think he'll be okay. Who Okay. Who will be the best transfer quarterback in the Big Ten? Alan Bowman, obviously. Probably, Tal- probably Talua, to be to be completely honest. What's his name at Rutgers? Who wears number zero? I can't think of his name. Oh, That's yeah. my guy. <laughs> I forget his name too. Rutgers forever, baby. The truest of the Big Ten. Okay, let's get to running backs. Um, I will say, there's a lot of running backs here who I think will find roles in the NFL. I just don't think any are... Like guys are really bang banging the table for in terms of seeing a potential top one hundred dude. Uh at least at this point in time. Like I, I, I had two draftable grades, um, nothing above a late day three. How about you? I have two draftable grades, uh both in the fifth. I I'll I'll, I'll get it. So same, about the same as me, right? Yeah, yeah. But it might be different guys. I don't know. I was really impressed, speaking of transfers, with Kenneth Walker coming from uh Wake. Same. To Michigan State, he was. I, I throw in the Duke game, and it looked like he was just fucking playing with them. Like I'm like, is he, just, is he doing a bit? Because he made it look so easy and just like quick, agile, but like just just chilling behind the line, waiting waiting for the hole to open he, up. He is. I think that was what shocked me the most. Like because obviously we've seen Kenneth Walker. We love Wake Forest here. Yeah, but. Just when you really focus on him, how patient he is behind the line of scrimmage to kind of like pick his spots. Uh, find these little creases and make something happen. There doesn't totally seem like there's something there. Yeah, and like I'll say, sometimes maybe he's a little too dancy behind the line, and sometimes he just looks to bounce things outside too often. But when he's he's doing the the, the patience that he flashes and and combines that with just sometimes he's really explosive, he's home run capability, and uh, some really really nice contact balance runs. The pieces are all there for Kenneth Walker to be like I'm, I'm kind of projecting because obviously he's a big transfer and everything to the yeah. fifth. But I think the potential is all there. Yeah, no, he is especially going to kind of hopefully be that dude at Michigan State. They they had a, a kind of by committee approach yeah. last year. But um, he was splitting a lot of time with Christian Beal Smith at Wake. And I, I'm hoping to see him just kind of be the horse for Michigan State. Me too. Um, because, yeah, I, the combo of vision, quickness, and balance got me pretty jazzed up about watching him. I think he'd be a really f- good fit in a zone system. I, f- I almost feel like Michigan State's going to Michigan State it and go with a full-blown committee again with, like, four guys. But I, I hope they don't, or at least I, I hope they feature Kenneth Walker. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, who's your other draftable? Uh, my guy, man, Mohamed Ibrahim from Minnesota. I love him. I, okay, so so we we both we both have two draftables, and it's both on uh, the same guys, Walker and Ibrahim. And remember, I pounded the table for him last year, and they went out, went over a thousand, fifteen touchdowns. Uh, great, great year, and he's just, he's just you you mentioned earlier the a role player back, and that's what he is. He's he's a thumper. He's a change of pace option. He's he's got really good vision. He runs like a bowling ball. I, I think you can make you miss a little his, bit too. Vi- yeah, surprisingly good vision for his style of play too. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, rarely goes down first contact. Will fight for freaking every yard. Yep. He plays a lot bigger than he is too. Like I can't believe he's only listed at two ten. Yeah, I know he feels like he's two twenty five. Uh, I think he, yeah, he's gonna whether he's drafted or not. I think he's gonna play in the NFL strictly because of just his freaking no nonsense style. Honestly, I got some James Robinson vibes. Now that's a top one hundred NFL player, <laughs> but that 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 was kind of and you loved James Robinson, and maybe right, that's yeah. what led because I know you love Ibrahim, uh, but that that was kind of uh, maybe a poor man's James Robinson. Um, also, like James Robinson, not a lot of pass catching opportunities at Minnesota, but it doesn't mean you can't do it. Yeah, because James Robinson showed he could last year. Um, But yeah, 15 career catches um, at Minnesota. So I like to to see him get him the ball in the passing game a bit, but uh, yeah, and he's a good blocker too. So I I think like if he can, you know, you know, some teams have that kind of like, like they kind of use that thumpy third down back instead of like a a real satellite back on third downs. I feel like if you you can kind of just get him more, um, more looks as a pass catcher and let him show they can catch the ball. I think that that type of role is even potential for him. Um, my number three backs, Iowa's Tyler Goodson, who I think is poised for a breakout this year. It's my number um, four. Mainly because, okay. I just, I thought he, he was a little bit of a different flavor than these other guys. More an elusive, explosive, quick guy. Um, and behind that Iowa offensive line, I think he's going to have a huge year. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's... That's a good take. And, like, kind of like a one-cut hit and see it, but, like you said, quicks and, and, and some explosion. And he's also tough. He runs hard, too, for his size. Yeah, uh, he does. 5'10", 199 or something like that. So, yeah, no, I, I like him. Yep. Um, I put Teague just above him. Um, I think so, st- Teague's in an odd one because I don't – like, he's not going to be the, the top back, but he's got that – the contact bounce and the straight line speeds, like he is not a lateral moving yeah, yeah. runner and he's not very elusive, but the contact bounce and that straight line explosive speed leads to some big plays at times. Beanie Wells-esque. <laughs> Plus, yeah, you throw in the size and the pedigree, I'm sure he'll get looks. Um, but no, it's just kind of a lot of like get her done. Like I think Hassan Askins is a get her done back. And yeah, I, I, I'm. That's a really good way to describe him. Yeah, and I, I think he's gonna have a really nice year as long as the offensive line holds up at Michigan, and uh, they gotta get more looks. But uh, no, yeah, just, I think he'll have a he'll have a look in the league absolutely for sure. It's just a lot of those. Um, um, go ahead, yeah. Anyone else? I'm excited to see Stephen Carr at Indiana because he's a guy I liked a lot at USC. And I thought he he flashed some some good pass catching chops, go with some open field elusiveness in. in the quickness to make uh like um make guys miss in the hole um but he was just always so banged up and never found a consistent yeah. role i'm hoping he kind of with an opening in that indiana backfield i'm hoping he finds a a more consistent role there i know you are and i think that's a good move for him if he's gonna figure it out i think that's a good spot what you think of Xander um, oh i i was literally about to say that uh I think Xander Horvath's the modern fullback. Like that's what teams are looking for in a six three two thirty. He plays running back, obviously at Purdue, but um, he catches the ball really well, he and he's a very powerful runner behind his pads. Uh, I think this is like he's a fullback H back in the NFL, um, and I think that's how he's going to make the league. I was really impressed with how good of his hands were, and he had like thirty catches yeah. last year. But I was a little under. Like I thought he'd be breaking more tackles. You know what I mean? Uh, like. He's more just like a, a lower the shoulder and kind of just... 
yeah get a couple yards uh i was i was looking for you know um uh brian leonard brian yeah right yeah <laughs> yeah but he's just more of like a, a xander horvath i guess yeah he's his own man <laughs> but yeah he's that kind of that modern h-back fullback yeah. type and I think that pass catching is kind of the thing that's going to help him make the league. Agreed. Uh, any other backs you, you really want to mention? Uh, not really. You want to move to receivers, which I think was the best group. Yeah, I don't think it was close. I, I have a lot of draftable grades. Yeah, like not not only because of the two Ohio State guys, but it's a, it's a deep group too. It was almost hard um, for me, like because like, usually most weeks were like there's not a lot of guys that are that good, and especially you know like, we did the Big Twelve wasn't that good. Um, it's almost hard for me to separate because I, I think a lot of these guys are going to get drafted. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. And let's start. Let's start with uh, the the top two, which are the Ohio State uh, Buckeyes. Who who do you have higher, Olave or Garrett Wilson? I have Chris Olave. Okay, me too. And with that, I I think just comparing them to each other, because um, si- similar similar builds yeah. though. Garrett Wilson has, plays a little. I think has a little more thickness to him. Um, and Wilson's the more explosive playmaker, but Olave is just a master with his right running, his pacing, his suddenness, incredible hands, yeah. release repertoire. Like he can make him get himself open against anyone. Um, he's my number one wide receiver in the class to this point. I have a borderline first round grade on him right now. Um, I don't have anyone in front of me, but I can't think of anyone I have higher. Yeah, he just he can get open anywhere. He he runs the the full route tree. He's his lateral explosiveness really shows through. And again, that comes back to his suddenness and pacing. Just the speed he keeps through his routes. Yeah, that, in, in and out of his breaks and that's what stood out to he, me the most with Chris Olave. Um, just like yeah, he's fast throughout, but then there's also like you said, coming out of his breaks, he almost has a second gear. Which I just yeah, he's fucks just, DBs up. Yeah. He, he's playing at a, like, despite not being like a 4-3 guy, he looks like he's playing at a different speed than everyone else just because that his speed is consistent through the route. Like, maybe maybe he's a 4-4-5 guy, but it doesn't waver. It stays there. And, uh, like, again, he's not as explosive as Garrett Wilson, yeah. but he's far more sudden. No, and I, Yeah, for sure. I was about to say the like, exact same thing. Like, he might run a 4-5, but he looks like he runs a 4-3. Yeah, and like he is, he maybe a, a tall and a bit wiry, but like he doesn't get manhandled by press corners or anything because his release is just so good. Um, I'm like, if you were to like really look for things you want to see him do better, like maybe break a couple more tackles after the catch and, and win more 50 50 balls, but it's not even like, like he's good through traffic, it's just yeah. he's not that that um jump ball guy necessarily because he's not the biggest I, dude and um, yeah one more like kind of like weird knock is i appreciate like four fumbled last year which is kind of yeah odd for receivers so yeah just cleaning that up which i mean sometimes that's just bad luck so I, i'm sure those numbers will drop uh and then with garrett wilson garrett wilson he doesn't he, he he's he also has a wicked release repertoire i think he does a little more after the catch yeah. Uh, then um, Olave, and you'll see that because they they use they motion him a ton, um, and get him open in different ways. He he's uh he's kind of utilized as a a bit of a chess piece, uh, move around player, and he is he's more explosive downfield and and can separate just with pure athleticism a little more than Olave. Um, 
I think he's he's a pretty clean route runner too. The the kind of the big thing for me with him was his hand. You'll see drops. Um, a, a handful of times you see, you'll see the concentration yeah. drops. Uh, and, and you like to see him clean that up a bit. But these are my top two receivers in the draft to this point. Uh, and I think they both should end up in the first round. Yeah, so like I said, I have a late first, early second, borderline first on Olave. I got like a mid-second on Gary Wilson. And um, just to add on there, I feel like he's like he's not the same type of route runner as Chris Olave, but he's really fluid through his routes. And mm-hmm. he, he's got some like subtle craftiness to him where – just a, a little odd step here and a little whatever there. And that, that not just with the athleticism, but that lets him create some really big separation. Just little subtle moves, little head fakes, whatever. Um, and, and kind of going into that, just he's got really nice body control. And you see that through his routes and when he's in the air trying to make a catch. But I, like, I don't think his hands are bad at all. I think I think they're, they're good. I think they're natural. I think he's an easy catcher. It's just the concentration drops. I'm, I'm not sure why they happen. Yeah, I know. It, it, it does seem strange, right? Um, he also, he plays a lot bigger uh, yeah. than he is in those 50-50 ball situations, which I, I think is, uh, yeah, and that, that has a lot to do with he has really good body control. He's just such an elite athlete. Um, yeah. Olave, by the way, reminds me a lot of Robert Woods. I like that. I was trying to think of a good comp for him, but I think that's a good one. Again, like... And to me, Garrett Wilson... Go ahead, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, I was just gonna say Garrett Wilson reminds me a bit of a, a a more explosive Calvin Ridley. That's interesting. I don't know. That's yeah. interesting. I don't know if he's as good as Calvin Ridley, but I, that's, I like that. Um, it's so funny. Like it's funny to think Olave is taller than Wilson because he really doesn't feel like it. No, I know, right? Garrett Wilson seems much bigger than he is. Yeah, I, I I'm not sure if a lot. I mean, he might uh, come in at six one, but I don't know if he's gonna hit one eighty two or whatever he's listed one eighty whatever. 188, yeah, yeah, I, so. I, I, he's he he's got a bit of that Devonta Smith to him where he like not obviously not to that extent, but he is he's very wiry. Yeah, for sure. I the, oh the the other bonus. Go ahead. Sorry, the other bonus with Olave is what he does on special teams. Yeah, man's a pump blocker. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that's how he kind of uh, made his name at Ohio State to start. Um, he's yeah. a three star coming in, right? Yeah, he uh, they were scouting. Um, the I think it was Jack Tuttle. Tuttle, yeah, yeah. Um, and they stumbled onto a lobby. I am curious who your wide receiver three is because the top two are obvious. I think you can go yeah. with a, a quite a quite a number of guys. It's kind of pick your flavor, I think. And, and my flavor tends to be uh, I lean towards those more maybe not the big powerful fifty fifty guys, but the uh, the the fluid explosive route runners. And this guy just so happens to win a handful of 50-50 balls despite his size and dunked on Sean Wade for several games, or several uh, plays. Uh, Jahan Dotson from Penn State's my number three. Okay, I like Dotson. He's a little lower but for me, but it's not because I don't like him. It's just because I, there's a, I like a lot of the receivers. Um, yeah, I, I'm so surprised about, like, because he's 5'11", 182. But he's so effective going out for balls. He just... Another guy, great body control and just times his jump so well and he's high-pointing them. And like you said, he's got hang time on him. And like you said, he just dunked on Sean Wade multiple times with those insane one-handed catches. Like, uh, that that really stuck in my mind. I mean, just watching that game live, obviously. But going back and watching that game via the tape, that that really stuck out to me. Uh, how big of a grade do you have on him? Uh, d- early day three. I think okay. he's... 
like I don't think he's some blazing athlete or anything. Yeah. I just think the the combination of the route running, very very good hands, uh, the body control to win those 50-50 balls. Like I think he's what I'm looking for in a slot receiver a lot of the time, fourth round slot receiver, like who can be more than, uh, like more than a depth guy. Yeah, I, I got a fourth fifth on him too, so I'm not far. He's, he's my uh, fifth guy here. Uh, three for me. I, I got David Bell from Purdue. Who? Um, so he's my four. Six two two oh seven. Uh, really good deep threat. He's got that, that kind of build up deep speed to separate. Another guy, good body control. Another guy brings in all these contested catches. Um, and I do want to add, he he is like a lot. Olave Wilson and Dotson are those ZX or Z uh, slot types. David Bell's an X. Yeah. David Bell can like is a he 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 plays bigger than he is too, and he's he's not small. Like he's not a small dude. No, exactly. He he moves like he's smaller than he is though. Which he's playing bigger and moving like he's smaller. I, I think that's that's a good combination. I I got, I got a third round grade on him right now. Yeah, um, I think I think you can argue he has the best hands in in, in the group. Yeah, I I think just consistency. At Purdue, uh, coming coming back there, just I think that would be big for him making a leap again. Yeah, like I, I really like. Um, I mean, he he's got incredible ball skills, and you, you'll see that in those yeah. kind of those uh, combat catches he'll make. But yeah, you you mentioned he moves like smaller than he's listed. Like he is, I, I thought his route running was a bit of a. I didn't necessarily think he was going to be a great route runner. Yeah, and I think he was a lot better than I was expecting. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna. I mean, I guess his talk's a little over the place, but no, I think all said and done, he'll probably end up as a day two guy. Um, speaking of Bells, my four is Chris Ottman Bell from Minnesota, who another guy struggled with quarterback play, I guess, a bit, but I, I got a day three grade on him. Now, he's like... Um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm a little lower on him. He reminds me, he's kind of got that Quincy Anunua, like, big slot receiver. Yeah. Uh, who's like a, a, a rebound. Like... I think he can win some big, big uh, 50-50 balls and everything. I just worry about the overall athleticism in the route running. And you kind of stick him in the slot and, and you get him to overpower Nichols. I, I don't have a draftable on him. Okay, you're really low. Okay. So I that was almost my first takeaway is that he's, yeah, he's stiff. He's a little stiff. But I do think he's got the straight line speed and the hands look great. Uh, he's he's a physical guy. Yeah, kind of, I think I like the Inunua comp. Inunua's a great player. I don't know you. You're, you're yeah, yeah. No, he was. He was. He was. I'm not. I know. I'm just bugging you. Uh, then yeah, like you said, the the highlight reel, body control, contested catches. That that just really sold me on him. I got a day three, early day three grade on him. Um, I think he's fun as hell. I I, I see, but like, I don't know if he's gonna get much higher than that. But like that's that's kind of like I think his peak. But I I do like him a lot. My my most pleasant surprise was Dante Dimas Jr. from Maryland. Me too. Uh, six six three two seventeen. I was shocked at his route running. I think he 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 would just he can really stop on a dime for a yeah. bigger dude. He sinks his hips so well, and he's got incredible feet. Um, he, yeah, he 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 looked like uh, an X receiver uh, with the size, but moved like a slot receiver. Could do fought for a lot of yards after the catch too. Yeah. Um, I don't think a big, big burner necessarily, but the route running helps him work open. I want to see him kind of develop more of a release. He he doesn't have a ton going on there, but he he I've got like a, a day three on him. I liked yeah. him a lot. 
he's right after Dotson for me. Um, like similar grades. Um, but yeah, like, I was really surprised. Like you said, he's just sudden at two thirteen, two fifteen, whatever, yeah. six three. He's sudden and he can run routes, and that that really impressed me. And like you said, does a, does a decent amount after the catch. Um, the hands look really sure too. I, I just feel like that's a guy that is gonna find a role in the NFL. He, I put him in that zone where we had, uh, like, with Eric Izukama from Texas Tech, where it's like, I don't necessarily know a ton about the guy going in, and then you're just like, oh, this guy's just this NFL wide receiver. Me too. Um, I, I, yeah, uh, that's a good one. Um, okay, after them, <clears throat> so what, I don't even know what number this is, six, seven now? <laughs> There's a, it's a deep. I don't think Samori Turi, the North Dakota State, to oh, sorry, the the Nebraska Montana Montana yeah thank you to from Nebraska. Montana to Nebraska yeah I still obviously he didn't play last year but still very high on him because that that speed I think is is legit I call him the postman yeah, Rob because he runs he runs posts amazing and he always delivers I don't have a draftable on him but I'm really excited to see what he does at Nebraska getting that offense this type of deep playmaker yeah um. Because, yeah, he's just explosive as hell, has awesome straight line speed. I want to see improved hands and route running from him, but um, yeah, making the jump from Montana to Nebraska. Yeah, going from Montana to Nebraska, I'm pretty excited to see him. But um, having the year there already, I, kind of there, I think, think just yeah. helps that transition too. Um, yeah, no, I, again, he's he's pretty boomer bust, but if he booms in Nebraska, he's got the talent, like big to big talent. What do you think about your boy Ronnie Bell? He, funny enough, next guy for me. Um, I like Ronnie Bell. I think he's just like a guy that just gets himself open, like just settles open. in the little yeah. zones. He's got good hands. He's good catching the ball in traffic. He's got good body control. I think he's just like a, a day three. You bring him in. The, the team's going to like him. He's going to be a likable dude. He's going to find a role and stick in the NFL for a while. Yeah, I like Ronnie Bell. Um, I, yeah, you, you kind of hit that right on the nose. I also, Ty Freifogel. Um, more of that uh, true outside jump ball guy. Yeah. But he, he, he'll he even play inside a little bit. He plays bigger than he is. I don't think he's a great athlete or anything, but the, the body control and the ability um, to high point and make plays uh, and attack the ball in the air, I, I thought he's an interesting late day three guy. Yeah, I, I don't – I mean, I have a late draftable on him. I was a little disappointed because I know there's a lot of fans of his. Um, but he did, like six one two a four. He feels like he's six three two two twenty ish at times, and I almost want to say he's got more juice than you'd expect. But then I guess at that size, he doesn't really. But yeah, I definitely just the contested catches, the physicality is great. I do kind of like that 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 drop. I don't know if you remember it. You probably remember it against Ohio State in the first quarter on fourth down, where he's just wide open yeah. and drag. That left a bet. I remember that from last year, and I watched that game again. I just left, even though he had a really good game in a blowout, it just left a bad taste in my mouth and. Um, uh, I think that kind of knocked him down, but no, I still got a draft ball on him, and he's still he's he's still fun. It's a good group. I do just want I just want to mention Bo Melton because we mentioned every other receiver we watch. <laughs> Bo Melton's really fun for Rutgers. I think he's he a fun move around chess piece with great athleticism. I'm excited to watch Rutgers play football. I haven't said that in a while. In a long time, no, I agreed. I agree with you. Yeah, that was a, for sure the best wide receiver group I think we've we've watched so far. Um, yeah, not close. Not close. And I, yeah, the group of the of the episode for sure. Um, okay, other pass catchers, the tight ends. What'd you think? I think I like Jake Ferguson. Uh, I put him over Jeremy Rucker. Is he your number? Okay, yeah. Jeremy Rucker's my number tight end in the whole thing so far. 
Number one. We obviously Aaron. haven't hit the two two big ones in the SEC, but yeah, he's my number one overall tight end to this point. Okay, I have I have Ferguson slightly ahead of Jeremy Rockert, um, like very slightly. I, I like Ferguson more. I think, you know what? Okay, like we'll we'll compare the two. Rockert's a better blocker. Um, he's really violent. Ferguson's a better ball, athlete for sure. I think that that's my reason. I, I just like okay. Sorry, let's start with Rockert. He's violent as hell into his blocks. <laughs> that's fine. Lots yeah. of strength, high effort. I think his hand placement just needs to improve, but he's he's already very very effective as as a run blocker. Just yeah. he doesn't get a lot of targets. He's not going to run by anyone. I think he's kind of bumbly through his routes, but he's really sure-handed. And to me, like yeah, he's got great hands. He's gonna be a top 100 pick because that's they always tight ends like him always go top 100. No, I no. Got, let me preface. Go ahead. Go ahead let, yeah. Sorry, let me preface him be my number one tight end as I don't have like a top 100 grade on him or anything. Yeah. I think at this point in the process, there's no clear number one. There's no clear top five tight ends even. There's a lot of really interesting guys. I agree. Uh, and we, we've we've talked about a lot of them. Um, Rucker to me, what kind of has solidified him to this point as my number one is he's the safe bet. Yeah. He is the, he, I like, I don't, he's like, he's not a, he's not a George Kittle. He's not a Travis Kelsey. Like he's, he's might not even be a Dallas Goddard, but he's going to be that Mr. Consistent in line tight end who can, can play some H back and line up the slot if you need him to. But, uh, what he does best is block, find holes in the zone and, and catch the football. He's got great hands. Like you said, um, like a uh, uh, Heath Miller is what you're looking at here, you know, which funny. I mean that's obviously a lofty comp. But when I was watching him, I was thinking like, when when the Steelers get to his tape, they're going to be upset they took Pat Fryermuth because I think they're going to love him so much. <laughs> um, but that being said, they might just double fucking down. I would not be surprised. Um, <laughs> curse on you. No, he's he's very much in that. Like I have a big group at, at tight end, and they're they're none yeah. of them are top 100 grades. They're all fourth, fifth ish round grades, and I don't know who's going to emerge. Um, yeah, and I, I, I like the group. Yeah, go ahead. I, I was gonna say I've got uh, like kind of eight tight ends. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Of sin- and Jake Ferguson's also in that. Okay, so um, I, I got and, Ferguson and just he, a nudge above of Jeremy Rocker. And so he's not the same blocker that Rucker is, but he's a better route runner and he's a more athletic playmaker. Um, he's kind of a little lean. Yeah, but like he. he you're kind of almost shocked watching Jake Ferguson uh, that like Daddy's athletic being a Wisconsin tight end. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm like, I felt like I've I've watched him a lot and gotten a good idea from him. I'm like, okay, you know, he, he, he can move fairly well, but then when you watch him, like, I'm like, okay, he moves pretty fucking well. I'm like, and he he gets downfield, he tracks the ball really well. He's he flashes the 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 good hand in traffic, the body control. Um, and I, as a blocker, I think he's mean. I think he's effective. He's not as good as Ruckert. Um, he gets out leverage at times, but I think I think he's a strong dude. I think that the talent is there. I, I actually I think he's a better pass protector than Jeremy Ruckert is right now, though. I think Ruckert needs work there as a pass protector. Obviously, that's not a huge, yeah a huge 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 deal as a tight end. Sometimes depends on the scheme, but I think he's better there. And then yeah, just athleticism wins out for me uh, at this point in time in the tight end world. But I I feel like we feel the same about Jeremy Ruckert. Yeah, like he's just Bister safe. Yeah, yeah. Um, um anyone else? You want to other, those are my two draft tools. I was kind of disappointed with Sam Laporta because I heard some hype. Me too. Um, but yeah, he he wasn't doing enough for me, athleticism or blocking wise. I saw a really bad drop, a couple bad drops. Um, some like sloppy body control. 
I, I feel like athletically he he had a little bit of shake in him. I want to use that word, but no, yeah, not not great, but a, a younger prospect, I guess. Um, Hendershot uh, didn't really love either. Hendershot's gonna be great in the CFL. It's converting to to receiver. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't love him. Uh, yeah, no, me either. Okay, let's go to the offensive line. Um, and let's let's start with the tackle group. I have a I have a couple here. I like. Uh, who's your number one? Uh, going back to Columbus, Nick, Nicholas uh, Petit Friere. Yeah, to me, what what makes him different uh, than the other guys here is just the overall athleticism. Definitely. He moves so well. F- yeah. For for attack, like six five three fifteen moves really well. Um, has I thought pretty great feet too for a younger tackle. Yeah. Uh, and the 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 bangs on him where he he would get a little high at time, like the leverage was a little inconsistent in the run game. And his, his hands could get a, a little wide at times. And uh, his anchor, like, he just needs to get stronger, I think. Like, you yeah. could you can get through him. You're not going to, a lot of the time, you're not going to beat him with speed. You should, you should, you'd attack him with power, and that's how you'll win. Uh, just because he's a great athlete. But, yeah, the, the, the physical traits are everything you'd look for in a top, uh, top offensive tackle prospect. I think you hit it on the nose. Um, the first, first snap you throw on, you see how good of a mover he is. And, um, He's just, just quiet. I think his feet are really quiet in pass pro. He's long. I think he's got like thirty-four inch arms reportedly, um, and he uses his length really well. He's just he's just quiet and solid in pass protection. Um, and then in the run, like I think, actually, sorry, in pass protection and in the run, he I agree with you. He needs a bit more sand in his pants. I I like to see him add some more some more LBs. Um, I think he came in at like two seventy-five at Ohio State, so just just getting yeah, here there. Yeah, but he. He didn't play at all as a freshman because he was just, just trying to put on weight. Yeah, so I just just keep building his body that way I think would be huge for him. And just, yeah, like heads up in the run game, he needs to get stronger. He's not going to move anyone. Um, but I think like as a down blocker, I mean, it's, it's not, not the most difficult thing. But just with his just with how much he moves, I think he can get a lot of movement there. And he's also pretty good at working to the second level. So I think just developing um, – I, I got a second round grade on him already. I think I think you see a first round tackle down down the line. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. Um, my number two tackles Rashid Walker from Penn State. Okay, I, I got he's my number three. I got I got Big Danny for mini second. So Walker's different than Petit Frere, uh, because he's more of a power player. Yeah, uh, left tackle for Penn State, six six three twenty. Um, not great feet, but I thought really strong hands, and when he anchors down. He does a fantastic job, but not a great athlete. Struggles to get to the second level. Uh, I love him in power scheme though because he he's a finisher. He's got that M, uh, sob to him. Yeah. Um, for him to kind of elevate into being a top one hundred guy, I think he just needs to clean up pass protection, and that comes comes back to the feet thing because to like the he struggles to reach landmarks at times because his feet can get a little wonky and he's just not fantastic athlete maybe he's a better off in a guard or as the old school nfl right tackle but uh i liked him yeah no i like a lot of the same takeaways i think like even the glimpses are there as a pass protector at times he just needs to put it together and do it consistently because like i the feet the feet are the big issue and uh for all the reasons you point out also just like sometimes He's just moving his upper body and leaving the feet behind, which is is bad news. Um, but I think like like he he does like like 
He does pick up some really nice stunts. I think the, the, the IQ is already getting there. Um, I think his hand placement needs improvement at times. I think he gets a little lungy. But, yeah, the, the nastiness, the finishing ability, the, the power in the run game, I think the tools are all there. You just got to put it together. I, I got an early day three grade on him. And then going to your boy Daniel Falale from Minnesota, the Australian, who's only really played three years of football. Yeah. Six six nine four hundred uh, was an opt out last year because of COVID, but and not even guaranteed to be a starter on that Minnesota offensive line. That's another interesting thing. But uh, yeah, the size and the overall athleticism are really exciting, and the potential is there. Um, I think he's going to be polarizing just because he's so technically unclean. Yeah. But everything is there in terms of size, athleticism that you you can, in theory, build into a, a starting NFL tackle. Um, I think he's got th- the potential to have good feet. Because he's a good athlete. He can, yeah. Yeah, be, be, and like moves really well laterally. It's just his kick step can be a little inconsistent. Uh, and and obviously the bend like you can get under him because of yeah. the height, um, and he needs to improve his hand placement. But when he's got you, he's got you, and he moves freaking like to the second level. He moves really well given he's four hundred pounds. Uh, at that size with that athleticism, um, and him playing really three years of football, I think the sky's the limit. Like period. I because <laughs> like you said, I you don't even think he has that bad feet, and now you think they're gonna get better. Like he's just. He needs to learn the game, and it just – I almost feel like – yeah, like you said, with his feet, just hitting landmarks. It's just like f- just feeling the game more, feeling the speed of the edges, kind of knowing his opponent, opponent at times, just hitting his landmarks, getting depth in his pass set when he has to. But I think even like when he fucks up, just the size and the movement ability, it just lets him recover already pretty well. Um, just at that size, it's 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 – I don't know. Like, I think this guy's a limit for him. He's just putting it all together. Um, my fourth is Thayer Mumford from Ohio State. Mine too. He seems like just a guy who's going to carve out a 10-year career as a swing tackle. Yeah, yeah. Just, I agree. And I, but I think he he can be better. It's like, I just think he's got to use his hands better. I think he just lets guys get in yeah. on him, like, every snap. Yeah. It's annoying. Because he, he nears well. Yeah, yeah. And he moves well for 6'6", 320. But, yeah, you're totally right about the hands. And he lets guys in on him. And it's hard to reset and re-anchor when that happens. And, yeah. And I, I feel like that's something that you can fix up. Because he, everything else, like, not not everything else would be like a first-round guy or anything. But everything else would be a really, really good tackle or there. But, yeah, at this point, just a day three day three guy for me. But, yeah, I agree that he, I think he'll come in and be solid. Um there's lots of lots of power in there. Um, okay, let's. Want to go to the interior? No, can I, I can I talk Caleb Jones just for a second because uh, he's still so he's massive. He's massive. Uh, he's still fun. No one would even want to talk about him. Um, <laughs> I feel like I don't know. He, he the talent again. The size, the talent is there. Um, got hurt last year, I believe, too. So just kind of yeah. kind of uh, staying on the field and figuring it out. There's something with this with the size there. Six eight. Six eight three sixty two, um, really relies on his size and power to win, yeah. and just the feet are my big big concern. But yeah, I mean, you can't teach that size. But like watching him and then putting him with a Daniel Falale, 
it's like holy shit follow ollie's so good because he's bigger yeah first he, he size, doesn't yeah. play full, he's only played four through three yeah it's kind of really and he moves so well anyways yeah inside let's go Okay, right, let's jump into your Tyler Linderbaum is your Linderbaum's your number one. Are you guessing? Or are you assuming? I know it is. Yeah, he's, he's my number one guy. He's really the only guy that really stood out to me. Um, now I, I do go ahead, yeah. have one other guy I want to talk about. Um, but yeah, Linderbaum Linderbaum's clearly uh, right now is the best interior offensive lineman I think we've watched. Uh, Excluding the SEC, obviously, just because the, the you can't teach his ability to move, his and he's got like it, he's not just a great athlete, but he is a mean motherfucker, and he he like his ability to make reach blocks, climb to the second level, um, combo block and climb, like he is a magnificent zone center. He is like Jason Kelsey vibes, um, and he uses his hands really well and. He he's not the biggest guy, so he's six three two eighty nine, and and the main concern is pass protection with first power, uh, his ability to anchor down. That's that's my like only concern. But he like to me, he looks like a first round center. Not to mention, he is still learning the position because he switched from IDL to center at Iowa. Um, I remember when we did him last summer. I was like, I, I see the athleticism, I see the talent. I just don't think he's there yet. And he got a lot better in twenty twenty. I think he's going to get even better. And like you said, he just. The movement skills, you, you, like you said, you can't teach him. He's a perfect fit in the in his own scheme. Um, it's you know, it's it's right out of stance. It's through the play. Just how good of a movement he is. Um, I think like in pass pro, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be a bit worried when he's you know you're you're under you're you know you're two ninety. Um, but like his feet are are clean because he's such a good athlete. And um, you know what's fun? You see the wrestling background show up. When he just sometimes in the run, he just grapples dudes and he tosses dudes, and I think he's just so good at leverage too. I think right now I got a second round grade on him. Um, I think he's only going to get better, and I, I think the potential to be a first round pick is well within his grab, grasp. Yeah, he he's um, he's my highest rated offensive lineman in general to this point, uh, excluding the SEC. I do want to say I was putting my notes together on Kyler shot from Iowa. I was going to bring up the same thing. And I Google. I Google his name, and the the man's hurt because from bailing hay, and I just thought that was the most Iowa thing. I gave him a draftable grade just based off that. I kind of liked him. I think he's a guy who's got a chance to really help himself this year. Well, if he can recover from the hail bay. He, he's bailing, bailing hay like two weeks before the season starts. I love it. I, I don't know. I love that. That's 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 offensive line attitude, man. Undersized, but a really good run blocker who plays with a lot of power and leverage. So I like him. Um, you know what else I like? I like Spotify, Green Room, and uh, so should you. It's a live audio-only sports talk platform where AJ talks all about the Orlando Magic. Every every facet of the Orlando Magic is broken down by AJ on a daily basis on Spotify, Green Room. And you can talk to any podcaster who's on there, which is, I'm assuming, all of them. Uh, as well as fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. You can do watch parties. You can break down news. You can, I don't know, debate and bring your Lots hottest takes. You're, and all you have to do is download it for free in the iOS App Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Um, okay, let's uh, let's keep this bad boy rolling because uh, we love it. Interior defensive line. Do you have any draftable grades? I have one. 
Uh, do you include Aiden Hutchinson on the IDL? No, I sorry, I, I I have him at edge. Okay, I'm not I'm not sure where to put him, so we'll we'll talk on the edge. Uh, other than that, I just have one draftable grade. Haskell Garrett. It's Haskell Garrett. Yeah, he's obviously yeah. Um, now, I will say I what 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 grade do you have on him? Because I'm curious. Day three. Okay, I got yeah. like. Okay. This interior defensive line class is shaping up to not look great. What else is new? <laughs> um, he is currently my like of of the conferences we've watched. He's my second rated interior defensive lineman, and I don't love him particularly. Uh, I have him just slightly ahead of Ralph Haldy, our boy from Western Michigan. It's probably like the same same, um, same thing for me. It's like for me, like you watch okay. I think I think I watched the Nebraska game and you, you, was it Nebraska. I can't remember. You see it all, whatever Big Ten game it was. You see everything there, like the the quickness, the the swim, um, the bull rushing, uh, the good get off. Uh, I think he batted down a pass, and you're like, okay, this is the day two Haskell Garrett. You throw on the national championship game, and I think Bama completely handled him. I think he, he got disappeared yeah, like, in that game. I want to say, um, to, like Tommy Togiai. I like Tommy Togiai's tape more than I like Haskell Garrett's. And I know Garrett was getting a lot more hype during the season, but I think there was an appreciation for Tommy Togiai as we went through the draft process with him because he did so many of the things that, uh, well, that didn't necessarily show up in the box score. Yes. Whereas Haskell Garrett makes a lot of flashy, splashy plays uh, because he's a, a gap-shooting three-tech with the quicks. And uh, you mentioned the swim and and, and uh, kind of his ability to penetrate, but the the problem is those the consistency consistency isn't necessarily there. Like the other, like he'll get washed yes. at times in the run game. He he doesn't necessarily like he's not consistently winning as a pass rusher. It's a lot of splashy plays, but he needs to fill those plays in between. A hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, and it's even game to game, play to play. I I totally agree with you. Like, yeah, so right now he looks like a rotational interior defensive lineman who could provide a spark. Um, but that also in this class, he's currently my number two behind Purion Winfrey because, exclu- again, excluding the SEC. I think my top three are the same as yours right now, too. Win- Winfrey, Garrett, I Holly? I think so, yeah. <laughs> and Hutchinson. Yeah. Hutchinson would be the top guy if you, if you include him in the IDLs. Oh, yeah. If, if, if we did Aiden Hutchinson on interior, he, w- he would have been. Maybe we should have because the interior was disappointment. But uh, let's jump to edge where it's uh, a bit of a, mis- a, mix- a mismatch. A bit, or mishmash? Because uh, I love a guy's tape and I was really disappointed in another guy's tape. Um my number one edge is George Curlaftis. Cur- Curly, I don't know. I'm glad you did. George K from Purdue. Yeah, uh, him and him and Hutchinson are like, kind of like neck and neck for me. Um, I to, they're both top ten players prospects in the in the Big Ten. They both have second round grades for me, right? Yeah, yeah, in the top ten, obviously. They both have second round grades for me. Um, let's start with, with George Carlafitis. Car- Carlif- I can't say it either. George K. George K from George Purdue. K. Who for, for Purdue six four two seventy five? He'll play some three tech. He'll play some four eye. He'll play edge. Um, really powerful pass rusher. You 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 watch him beat the brakes off an Iowa offensive line. He only played in two games last year, but he looked great when he was on the field. Uh, wins with power. Wins with leverage. 
plays his ass off. Really strong, uh, consistent edge setter. Um, isn't a like a twitchy necessarily athlete, but like he's a good athlete. He's quick, yeah. Uh, he's more doesn't, quick than twitchy. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't have a, a ton in terms of speed rush and isn't super bendy or anything, but pass rush repertoire and, and power and like he'll just go through you. Yeah, and he he's I I thought he like he's developing more pass rush moves. Like you'll see him uh, club swim. You'll see him a bit of a swipe. Um, the the dip and rip. Like it's I really like him. He's very much first round potential guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he he of again excluding SEC. He's my number two edge rusher thus far behind Kevon Thibodeau. Uh, me too. Me too. Um, and then Hutchinson right behind him. All right, wherever you count him, count him. Um, for me, I was watching freshman tape, and I couldn't—I kind of couldn't believe it was freshman tape. I was like, "Fuck, he's really good." I, I threw on the TCU game, and at times TCU was just not interested in blocking him. Other times he's just going through the TCU tackles. He also had an interception where it's like I don't know how you—it was you know—he uh, was rushing. The they threw the ball, it got deflected, and he turned around and like leaped and caught it. I'm like, I don't know how he even reacted to that ball. It's just so that's why I feel like he's so quick. It's just football quickness. If that's that's just what a, a way to use it. And I I totally agree. Where he just um I like I think I think maybe he needs to get better at setting the edge. But again, I was watching freshman tape. But just the the power, just really impressive. Yeah, he, he is awesome. Uh, and a- Aiden Hutchinson's also, uh, who didn't really get to have that breakout year that was expected from him last yeah. year because he, he got banged up. But 6'6", 265, and I think a rare explosion for a guy of that size. Um, plays 3-tech, plays 5-tech too. Uh, really well-rounded in terms of, mm-hmm. how uh, I think, how he wins. Um, good hands, good power, not like a bit stiff, but, uh, can, can kind of control, um, control blockers to set the edge using that length and the power in his hands. Yeah. Like he, he's a guy who also has that first round potential. Yeah. Uh, great motor, just high effort, dude. Um, he's already, like you said, just a really good run defender. I think like uh, he's not a fluid quick, but he's he's like just quickness. Like I think, especially between the tackles as a pass rusher, he's he just out quicks interior guys as he should. Um, but yeah, just stacking shed, um, setting the edge, slashing between the tackles as a pass rusher. Good get off. Uh, I think he feels the game really well. Uh, yeah, I think I think this would be the breakout year for him. Um, I yeah, I totally agree. I think they're clearly the top two guys. Yeah. Um, were you disappointed in Zach Harrison? Uh, after the way you've hyped him up, yeah, I was. Um, but even the way I hyped him up. Saying this is the next Chase Young. This is the next Joey Bosa. This is the next Nick Bosa. Um, I, and he is. Yes, he is, baby. First, first overall grade, the first one I ever like, given out. Get, so, get, Go ahead. Five-star, five 6'6", six, six, 272, five-star. Yeah. You can see why just in terms of the size. and like He's physically imposing and he's explosive. But just... Really, very little there in terms of pass rush. I feel like he's a bit slow like, or fairly he just slow coming off the ball. Uses, yeah, which I feel like if he just figures that one element out, it just it'll help him look a lot better. 
Because I like he's strong. He's got a good motor. Just like you said, there's there's no really pass rush plan at all, and I don't like that he's got a slow get off. But at that size, I, I still got a day three grade on him. But um, I I have a almost draftable. I think I thought Boy Maffey from Minnesota was like similar in terms of grade. Yeah, boy, 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 Mafi, six four two sixty five. I, I, I liked his explosiveness and power, but like, like, I, I mean, just in terms of Zach Harrison being hyped the way he is, and then boy mm-hmm. throwing Boy Mafi's tape and being like, this guy is not that much worse than Zach Harrison. I, I thought that was really disappointing. And like, even throwing Tyreek Smith into it, like Tyreek Smith reminds me a bit of Jonathan Cooper in terms yeah. of he's not that first round. Ohio State pass rusher, but he he's gonna find his way onto a roster because of the effort he plays with and, and what he can do as a as a run defender. Um, I don't know. It just painted a picture of Zach Harrison being overhyped. Uh, I don't disagree, and yeah, I think I think with Mafe, there's something there. Too. Like you know, six four two six five, just he's flashy. I think he just got to be more consistent. And yeah, Tyreek Smith is kind of consistent but not flashy. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, you want to jump to the linebacker? Yeah, uh, this is a pretty good group. I think this is the best group we've done. Of the whole thing? So far, yeah. I think wide receiver is still No, good. the best linebacker group. Oh. Yeah, no, I, th- I think so. Because I don't think there's like there, there's a lot of potential yeah. here. If you remember correctly, I haven't really liked um, anyone. Uh, my top guy, speaking of potential... Penn State's Brent Smith. So him and Jack Campbell from Iowa. Yeah. yeah, and and I have Campbell, then Smith, so you have Smith and Campbell. And they both seem like everything was there last year to expect them to take a huge leap mm-hmm. this year. I think it's just gonna come um, this year. Yeah. Yeah, let's let let let's start with Smith, who six three, two forty one really explosive mm-hmm. athlete awesome range i thought he looked surprisingly good in coverage for a young linebacker um looked very aware in his zone drops and, and did a good job getting depth with those and, and, and keeping his head and eyes on a swivel um a guy who also played like he played some overhang for them yeah. too and would even come down and play a bit of edge for them he uh like, just athletically is everything you want in an off-ball linebacker. And then just the things to improve on will be reading keys and, and kind of consistently stacking and shedding and getting off ball. I think he had – yeah, no, I agree with you. I think he had one sack. Uh, I forget who it was on, but just absolutely destroyed the quarterback. That was pretty awesome. He's, like, he's got all – like, all the tools to be a really fucking fun linebacker, and he's already is fun. Just, just got to put it together. I think, I think it's going to happen for him. Yeah, like I, I think he's an NFL will linebacker. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. He's, he's fun. He's fun. Uh, and then Jack Campbell's six five two forty three. He plays some inside. He'll play some Sam and he'll play some Will for Iowa. Um, he's an incredible tackler. He, I, I don't think he's quite the same in coverage as Smith, um, but better at working off blocks. Uses length really well. Really aggressive downhill thumper, um, but has the range to. To, to uh like he's not a bad athlete I guess is what no, I'm getting he's at. Not. Um he I'd like to see kind of uh more 
encourage more so just instead of just covering green kind of being more aware of his surroundings and crossers um and uh instincts are a little iffy at times like he'll, he'll be a hair late and he'll make up for it by being bigger and more athletic than than uh, the lineman but yeah i don't know i, I thought both both those two guys look like they could be top 100 agreed points. yeah and it's iowa you know the instincts are gonna come you just gotta build more hay <laughs> who's so who's your third uh, guy? jack sanborn okay he's my fourth who's guy. your third guy but it was close fatukasi from Rutgers, who i fucking okay, love okay go, go ahead i didn't get to fatukasi just okay six two two forty, just a, a psychopath downhill like he he's not a guy you necessarily want to ever have in coverage but he's a magnificent blitzer just an old school mike taking heads off Plays his ass off. Um, I think he he's the most physical linebacker I've watched uh, in this class thus far. Um, he just, it just screams special teams star. I, I I really enjoy watching him. I you always fall for those type of linebackers. Yeah, I know. Uh, what do you think of Jack Sanborn? He's he's kind of Mister Consistent yeah. of this group. Yeah. I thought he has the best instincts. Agreed. Um, Just reading, reading, probably, reading yeah. yeah, and probably the most consistent tackler too. Yeah, just a safe, um, solid guy, tackler. Yeah, I, I, not the same athlete as those other guys, tight, but yeah, for sure. yeah, and um, but like to me, he's going to be a backup Mike in the league for a long time. Agreed. Um, did you like McFadden from Indiana at all? Not really. I, I was. I didn't know what to expect. Um, I thought he was kind of, he, he missed a surprising amount of tackles. Mm-hmm. He, he like, he plays really hard and gets downhill and they, they, they kind of blitz the hell out of him too. Yeah. Even. Um, but yeah, I thought he, he just missed too many tackles and couldn't play in coverage. No, fair enough. I, I, I do have a draftable grade on Sanborn and obviously on uh, Campbell and Smith, but I, I got a borderline on McFadden. Hmm. Gotcha. Uh, do you want to go to corner? Uh, let's do it. Uh, okay, do your homer thing. Seven banks are the best corner in the country. Unfortunately, it's not uh, seven banks. It's Taiwan Mullen. He's the best corner in the country. I fell in love with him. He has got incredible eyes in zone mm-hmm. coverage. He's a natural zone cover man. But he's got the uh, – I thought he had the feet and the hips yes. to, to play, play, play in man coverage. He's not the biggest guy, 5'10", 180. But, like, he has the ability to play kind of anything you ask him to play. Um, not the most physical press corner and not a great tackler, but in terms of just pure cover skills, like, he's one of the best corners in this class, I think. I am not, maybe not that high. I, I got, a like, a day three, like, a fourth-round grade on him. But, uh, yeah, I, I think he's the top guy in the Big Ten for sure. And I feel the exact same. Just so good in zone. Like, and, yeah, the feet and hips are clean. I think he's just a really good football player. His ability to click and close and react and attack ball, find ball and phase, like I just really yeah. thought, yeah, he looked awesome. Uh, and the size, size and physicality are going to be like, where where does he best fit? Kind of questions, mm-hmm. but uh, I thought just a very scheme diverse corner. I did end up having Banks second with a late draftable. Me too. Um, yeah, like not to the point where people are talking about him as a first round guy, but yeah, I thought he was the. My my number two guy, uh, I thought he looked his best in off zone, like a cover three corner. 
Um, he, I think he really struggles in man. He really yeah. struggles to find the ball. But for a taller corner, I thought he was pretty fluid, and the athleticism's all there. Um, but yeah, he's not at that first round level yet. He he like even close. He just his his feet are there's too many false steps, and there's not enough finding ball in phase. Yeah, no, I I don't disagree with you. But obviously the pedigree is there, and he gets the Ohio State bump, uh, not just with the first round night, but I think even probably from us a little bit, where like you feel like he can figure a lot of these things out. Yeah. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State, 6'2", 192. I thought really fluid and natural uh, for a corner of that size. I think he's a year away, but definitely mm-hmm. a guy that people are going to be talking I forgot about. your bias is Steelers bias and not Ohio State bias, first and foremost. Uh, no, I totally agree. I yes, totally agree. of course. I totally agree. Uh, I like the safety. If you want, if we can jump, I like the safeties. Yeah, the safeties, I think, uh, were a treat. For sure. Um, who's your top? Brandon Joseph from Northwestern. Okay, okay. Mine's mine's a Michigan man, Dax Hill. I have second round grades on both jo- of them. Um, I, well, they're my I, after Kyle Hamilton. They're my number two and number three safety in the me class. Too. Um, Brandon like, Joseph by a wide margin. Yeah, me too. Uh, let's start. <laughs> Brandon Joseph gets the nod because he's got that legit center field ability, and he can, he's active against the run. He can man up. He's a good tackler. I don't think there's a lot of holes in this game. No, he's he's very very clean. And um, he's, he's a the, the redshirt freshman last year, yeah, right, yeah, 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 which is ridiculous. Yeah. So they'll they'll play him too deep. They'll play him single high. They'll have him come down and play nickel yeah. and cover slots. Um, I think he's got phenomenal instincts, awesome coverage, and that comes back to what you said about the center fielder thing because it's not just about having the range; it's about having the eyes there. Um, really. I, I thought really clean feet to go with fluid hips. And then, yeah, really consistent tackler. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be a lot of holes in this game. Um, no. I think it's going to be a first round I think he, when he comes out. He's he's more technically sound, I think, than Dax Hill. But I think Dax Hill's the more, Physical, uh, the yes. juicier athlete, if you For will. Sure. I mean, there's rumors of, what, like a 4.3 and like a 43-inch vert or something like that. Yeah, potential big, big, big time and, tester, and his brother's the best running back in the in the NFL. And and sim- similar to Joseph uh, at Northwestern, like Michigan has him do yes. multiple things. Yep. Both these do- schools and, uh, do a good job of like <laughs> they're doing a good job of getting these guys drafted for two guys that haven't played a lot either. Yeah, it's really, both of them like, are really I, I I think Dax Hill's a little better in man coverage than Joseph. That uh, and it has a little more twitch in range. Um, but yeah, they're both really good. I think both have first round potential. Me too. Me too. Um, yeah, no, I, I totally get it because I think Hill is the better athlete. Um, Joseph maybe the more safe guy, but it's it's ridiculous how good both these guys are. For I think Dax Hill's played nine games. Yeah, crazy. they're both. Uh, any other safety? Javon like? Brisker from Penn State because he's just a he, big old hitter. He's my th- yeah, he's my third. He's uh not like the other two. No. Um. He, yeah, he's a, he's kind of that old school box safety. Yeah, he's fun. He's just fun. And um, I got a late late. I have a draftable. Me too. Him. No, I do yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Special teams third safety type guy sure. playing the box a little bit. Me play some play a little bit of uh, dime linebacker for you. Yeah, I totally agree. He just, he just lights dudes up and he's yeah. He's I think he's the best box guy that we've watched so far. Like true box guy. Yeah, the safety class uh, wasn't very exciting until this. Outside of Kyle Hamilton. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. 
Alright, let's gun through this and get home to our wives. Uh, okay. Awards. Who's your Big Ten champ? Uh, Michigan, obviously. Big bounce back over. here. <laughs> no, I'm going to go Ohio State over Wisconsin. That's what I got, too. I, I feel you can't bet against Ohio State, even with C.J. Stroud taking over. And uh, it just, like, Wisconsin last year, because of COVID, felt like it, it was a a bit of a down year, but they'll be back this year. I don't think there's been a lot of – I mean, maybe this is overstated. But I, I can't remember too many better um, situations for, for a quarterback to walk into than the, the situation at Ohio State right now with Wilson Olave. Uh, maybe the best offensive line in the country, or one of the best, at least. Um, that's kind of ridiculous. So yeah, I think I think they're gonna be fine on offense. They always figure it on defense, and yeah, on Wisconsin, I just I just trust them, and I trust Graham Mertz. I think Mertz is gonna take a leap. Uh, I think we're gonna see some of that that potential from him. I think this time next year we'll be talking about him as a. I don't think he'll come out. I think this time next year we'll be talking about him as a potential top one hundred guy. And speaking of Stroud, um, I, I'm picking him as my Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year because I don't think there's a clear choice. There isn't. And he is walking into the best situation. Obviously, last year he only played in one game. He had a 48-yard touchdown run but didn't throw a pass. Um, I just, it's hard to pick someone and it, I don't see a wide receiver winning it. Uh, I don't disagree. I am going to, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I want to take. I'm, I'm going to take uh, Muhammad Ibrahim. It's going to have 20 touchdowns and 2,000 yards and just carry that Minnesota offense. Honestly, probably will. I don't know. It probably is the, who, the quarterback for Ohio State. It, I mean, yeah, probably. Uh, Quinn, yours? Maybe. You never know. Uh, okay, Big Ten defensive player. Uh, George K. from Purdue. Yeah, in, in just 14 games over two seasons, 58 tackles, 19 TFLs, 9.5 sacks. He's going to light the world on fire this year, I think. Honestly, he was like I, – I, I didn't really seen I – I don't know what we're talking about anymore, but I didn't really seen that much of him playing, obviously. He barely played last year. And I saw a lot of hype. I'm like, I don't know, I, I don't know why, but I had a feeling in my gut. I'm like, this is going to be a guy that's disappointing. And he was the opposite of that. Wow. Wow. So don't trust your gut? Is that that's your lesson? That's my lesson. Uh, except when you're taking Jalen Suggs. Uh okay, do you want to guess the town of the week? It's Madison, baby. No. Oh my god, what is it then? Champagne. No. Uh, Piscataway. Wrong. Fuck you, suck. Well, you know what? You don't suck because all these towns are worthy. Columbus? Don't tell me you pick Columbus. No. Where'd you pick? I was saying. Do you want me to just tell you? <laughs> Bloomington. Oh, okay. Okay, good one. I dropped a hint earlier when I named dropped Bloomington when I when I called Michael Benix the lefty from Bloomington. <laughs> Always giving clues. I wonder if the listeners figured it out. They usually do. They usually tweet at me. All mid um, show tweets where they're guessing. Yeah. Champing at the bit to guess. Anyways, go ahead. Bloomington, Indiana. Bloomington. Bloomington, Indiana, home to the Indiana Hoosiers, who play at Memorial Stadium, which has a capacity of 52,626 and was built in 1960. It's not named after anybody, but Trent Green was the largest funder of renovations, so I think they should name it after him. That would be cool. It would be cool. Uh, it's also home to Hep's Rock, which is named after former head coach Terry Heppner, 
which it's a big, big granite rock found that, he, that they found on the practice field prior to his first season. And now they have it in the stadium and everyone touches it before the game. Wow, that that's um, so unique, touching a rock before going to the stadium. He, hey, he died. He was also Ben Roethlisberger's head coach at Miami of Ohio. Oh, that's cool. Uh, population, guess? Um, yeah, 52,000. 84,116. God damn it. Uh, some notable alumni. This is an interesting group of alumni. Oji Anunobi. I still can't say. He's played in Toronto for seven years. Uh, Jonathan Banks. Mark Cuban. Eric Gordon. Tim Rogers, the video game guy. Uh, Victor Oladipo. Mike Pence. Kyle Schwarber. Sage Steele. Suzanne Collins, who's the author of The Hunger Games. That that book always gave me, and movies, always gave me an Indiana vibe, but I didn't know that. Wow. Notable people from Bloomington. Uh, one of the greatest voice actors of all time, D. Bradley Baker. Um, Mick Foley. Rex Grossman. John Mellencamp and David Lee Roth. You mean John Cougar Mellencamp. I thought, didn't you take it out? Didn't you add it and then take it out? I don't, I know. don't know. Whatever you want. Show some respect. He's, he's awesome. the man for a reason. He's a, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> um, things to do in Bloomington. I don't know what this is, but there's the Wonder Lab. There's got to be some sort of farming so, museum in Bloomington. The Bloomington Antique Mall. Great finds there. Monroe County Courthouse. <laughs> the courthouse is the thing to do? Yeah, it was on the list. I don't know. I don't work for TripAdvisor. The IU Opera and Ballet Theater. Right, here's our run on museums. Eskenazi <laughs> Museum of Art. Wiley House Museum. No one's listening at this point. <laughs> I am, I am, I am. Mather's, <laughs> Mather's Museum of World Cultures. Now into the <laughs> weird ones. Okay. Bloomington Balloon Rides. Just just something called the Wood Shop. Oh, and yeah. the picture was a menu where it looked like you ordered wood off a menu. I love it. The Wood Shop is the thing to see in Bloomington. Jeff's Warehouse. You never know what you're going to get with Jeff. <laughs> and then, then finally, a store called Not Just Rugs. What else have they got? Uh, you need to tell me what else they got. I, I'm not going to the show in until you get, tell me what else they got. Well, you have to go to Bloomington to find out. Is is the home field apparel? Oh, no, I guess it's in Indianapolis, right? Yeah, so, the guy went to Indiana. Yeah, it started in Bloomington, we'll say that, even though it might not be true. They it actually started as not just rugs. <laughs> Why they laugh? <laughs> I win, you laughed. SEC next week. <laughs>